0: Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They Might Be Giants. I'm your host. Yeah. (laughs) You're not supposed to talk yet. (laughs) And I'm your host, Greg Simpson. And I'm here with ACJ Nickel to talk about the song All Time. What? Off of I Like Fun. I use my outside voice because I have no choice. The barn that I was raised in was constructed out of noise, and now I'm all torn up because my buttercup. Up and gone and left me, said she finally had
1: enough. Left me.
0: Hey, hey, how's it going, AC?
1: It's going great. I'm really honored to be here. I've never been on a podcast before, so I'm probably going to be awkward oh. as hell. But.
0: No, you'll do fine. This is what half of my guests tell me when they're on for the first time. They're like, I don't know. I'm not going to have anything to talk about. And then, you know, 90 minutes later.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just like, a very awkward person.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You don't seem like it
1: on the internets. <laughs> That's because I'm better with typing words than I am with mouth words.
0: You're in California?
1: That is correct. Um, the Santa Cruz area, if you want to get more specific. so. North-
0: Ooh, Santa Cruz. It takes me back to my skateboarding days.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Northern California specifically.
0: Cool, cool, cool.
1: It's an important distinction.
0: It's... Well, California is gigantic, and it's funny that, I mean, I've been all over the place. I've been all over the all over the world. I mean, not really, but kind of. And there are so many people where I'm at now. Like, I grew up in Chicago, very multicultural city, very diverse, and then we moved to Indiana for uh, college stuff for my wife and, and job stuff, and I think, like... Most of the people I work with have barely been out of the state, let alone like to the far reaches, like maybe Florida, like Florida is where people go, you know, uh, in the mid, in the Midwest, you know, they just go down to Disney world and that's like people just go to Disney world like every year and, uh, you know, not my thing, but okay. And I've toured, I mean, it's been a while since I've toured out to California but like we played 4 shows in California and i feel like that wasn't enough cuz it's just like
1: oh absolutely gi- gigantic yeah i um,
0: we played oakland somewhere around sacramento yeah sacramento then oakland then la then san diego oh
1: nice yeah this was
0: 2003 and you were probably a baby
1: actually i would have been uh i would have been 10 so I guess I would have been kind of a baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so okay, so I got some years on you, but I'm not as I I thought I was a lot more ancient than you you have a very youthful vibe and uh, and style.
1: Yeah. I, I am frequently mistaken for a high schooler. And it is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna appreciate when I'm older, I know, I know, but you know, now it's <laughs> annoying to get carded for literally everything every time.
0: yeah (laughs) right right
1: it's funny my best friend is actually from chicago oh yeah yeah so so i'm great if you're listening to this which i'm going to force you to listen to this um love you you're my best friend
0: wait did you say his his name's greg too
1: um no their name is Greg. um it's short for ingrid
0: oh Greg. okay and um oh what was again oh yeah i was i was thinking about uh I used to have a lot more colorful appearance when I, I mean, I dyed my hair every color of the rainbow. But I realized when I started um, in college, getting my music ed degree, I had to go and observe in classrooms. So I'd go to like a middle school band room, and we we're or like an elementary school classroom. And at the start, like we were just supposed, to, we were just there to observe. So I'd be sitting in the back of like a band room full of sixth graders, and I have like a pink mohawk, <laughs> and they'd all be like looking back at me. They're like who is that guy? What's going on? I'm like, I'm a distraction. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I need to get professional. You know, it sucks. You oh, know, and I still did some here. Yeah.
1: Everyone around here is just used to it. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: My dad has a story about how shortly after we moved here, I moved here when I was six, but shortly after we moved here, he went to a radiology appointment and the woman who helped him out, the radiologist was, she was in her forties and fifties, or fifties, like around
0: there? And she had like electric blue hair. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I feel like it's slightly more acceptable to, like, I'll see even even teachers. I I can't say I've had any teacher friends who've had like like fully dyed, you know, neon color hair, but like like it's like acceptable in a professional setting to have like a streak of blue or like or a streak of purple or something like that. Yeah, like, I mean mine was crazy like uh after i had acquired such a collection of manic panic containers <laughs> with all these leftovers i started this for a while there i would have my head shaved under like a four on the clippers and do like almost like patchwork like you're in a plane looking down at the farmland where it was different colored squares and rectangles all over my head okay so that, that was sounds awesome cool. though yeah, my parents actually—they uh, date a lot of old photos based on what my hair was like. Then I—I like,
1: still do that because <laughs> I haven't had my natural hair color since I was a little bit shy of thirteen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember like running out of colors to dye my hair and uh, and being like, "I think I'm gonna dye my hair gray." And My mom's like, "Don't! Why would you do that? You just give give you know give mother time, you know, father time." The chance and uh, your hair will be gray <laughs> yeah sounds i never about right. I never ended up doing yeah, I never ended up doing gray, uh, pretty much everything else though, so you are uh an artiste
1: well, on the road to being a professional one, I'm currently very much an amateur Well, oh, I- hey,
0: have people technically you're a professional if people have ever bought your art? Have you ever sold a piece of art?
1: I've done a couple of commissions, if that counts.
0: Then you're a professional artist.
1: Aw, that's cool. Cheers! Yeah. <laughs> and that's I the definition. I write. I mostly write fan fiction, honestly, but I'm working on ideas for a novel, and Ooh. you know, hopefully that'll come out eventually, like at some point in the next couple decades. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: my wife's book just got published. I mean, it's an academic text, but that took her about 10 years.
1: Wow, congrats for her.
0: Yeah, it was a big deal. I mean, it was started as her dissertation for her PhD, so that was like six years. Oh, And yeah. then another four years of adding chapters and editing and sending to publishers. And uh, so she put a lot of work in, and now she's got tenure, thanks to all that work. So. so we're stuck in Indiana, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah 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 Kara hasn't been on an episode in a while not since the i like fun title track episode which was like last may or something
1: who hasn't been on it in a
0: while she hasn't but she's gonna be on one uh oh, your wife. yeah my wife yeah
1: all oh,
0: right let's transition then into tmbg talk so tell us the story of how you got into they might be giants
1: so I am very much one of the Home Star Runner fans. I was, uh, you know, eleven or twelve. I was really into Home Star Runner, and I came across a video called Experimental Film, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I wonder what this is." Clicked it, and just immediately fell in love with that song. Would play it over and over. Decide I'm gonna check out more stuff by this band, and you know, I just I was hooked.
0: Nice. nice. And I've seen
1: them 14 times so far. Oh wow. Now, a tattoo on
0: my thigh. I would, I
1: would show you why you're wearing leggings right now. <laughs> What's it of? It's of
0: the snowman. Of oh, the classic money, that one. Yes, that's. I mean, iconic in oh, uh, my well, Giants artwork. That's. Uh, yeah,
1: it's just one of my oh. favorite pieces. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I don't have any tattoos, but I feel like if I got one, it probably would be. Uh, Apollo 18 cover in some capacity.
1: Well, that actually, like, this is very funny that you mentioned that. Because that has to do with part of the topic of today.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Specifically, a tattoo of that.
0: Yeah, and I know that, that seems to be a pretty popular tattoo as well. It would be amazing. And I would think I'd do like, if I was going to, maybe do, you know, like the main artwork on one arm, shoulder, uh, upper arm, and then do like the little like lunar lander whatever oh, the little thing I is like over idea. on the other arm or something.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: But what's funny but, is that is exactly that tattoo that my ex got.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, but um, yes, I want to hear that story, but are, are there any other details about um, your your fandom there? I would, so, so in the early aughts, so this was around the time of the spine.
1: Yeah, like, the Spine was my right. first album. It wasn't my first that came out during my time as a fan, but this was the first one I bought.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask, because it was still like I mean, we're talking like Napster time or whatever, so oh, people God, weren't people me. weren't necessarily buying albums, but you bought you bought yourself the CD of the Spine.
1: Yep, I well actually technically the first CD I bought was a user's guide. But the Spine okay. was my first album.
0: Right. Gotcha. And you've kept up with them ever since or where their yep. lapses and yeah, yeah.
1: Haven't had a single lapse, so I'm just I don't know, they ingrained their way into my heart, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And so getting into them in the well it's the it's the Marty era, you know, the the modern you know, I mean the spine is where and I was just talking about this on episode of Answer, which you haven't heard yet, but it'll be coming out before yours uh before this does and he he we 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 debated about where the turning point of like modern you know era they might be giants is cuz they've had such a long career
1: Oh absolutely
0: I mean heck their their third album is turning 30 Yeah uh, so <laughs> right um so there's like the shift to the full band but then like we're defining the modern era he was saying that uh the else was where he he had that turning point but i was moving it back to the spine cuz not just cuz marty joined um, but because they kind of uh, settled into this, um, well, not settled into, but they really like locked into this like power pop wheelhouse with a lot of songs, whereas yeah. Mink Car before that, and I mean, No is in between there too, but like Mink Car um, is just such a bizarre album and okay. a very dividing the fan base. Um,
1: I'm pro Mink Car, Spine, but not one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, it's not one of your favorites?
1: It's not one of my favorite I You love it. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was actually just not a single PMBG <laughs> album I disliked.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: like, I'm not yeah. just saying that. I'm like, sincerely.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, I mean, I'd say Long Tall Weekend is one that I sometimes, I mean, I actually ignored it at first because I didn't have good enough internet to where I was like, oh, oh it's a. Uh, It's download only. Like, I was in college. The internet was fine, but I was like, oh, I'll I'll wait till it comes out on CD. And they just didn't. So then, like, and then Minkar came out, and I was like, okay, you know, that one. I'm like, that's not a real album. I mean, I was like, that's not canon. That's just like this little thing they did. Look at what we can do. So it's kind of passed. I kind of passed it by.
1: Yeah, Um, I I found that one somewhat forgettable as a whole like as a cohesive album, but it does have a lot of tracks on it that I really love. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. I was actually listening to uh, the, the, um, the B-Sides collection. Uh, they got lost. Oh, yeah. And was noticing the handful of, of long tall weekend songs that are on there. So it, it almost seems like the band is like, Oh, I think people kind of like, didn't, you know, it was the most downloaded album of that year, but it was 99. So, you know, how many, you know, I don't know what yeah. the numbers are, but uh, so they're like, I think people forgot about this album. Let's throw a few on this compilation. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I don't. It's so I'm saying it's there's no album I hate, but Long Tall Weekend is probably one that I don't know as well, just because of the the timing. I just didn't get it right away. Yeah, I, you know, because yeah, I was like, what is this?
1: <laughs> I'm saying, right? I think that's probably one of the ones I vibe to the least. It's still very enjoyable. But I didn't vibe with it as much.
0: Yeah, that was also my freshman year of uh, college, so I had a lot going on, and I just kind of not that I ignored music, but I think I kind of missed some stuff because I was busy with life-changing events.
1: Yeah, whatever. that's that's very understandable.
0: <laughs> Partying it up and not drinking. <clears throat> uh, so, <laughs> so then so. I like fun. What did you think of the album as a whole when it came out?
1: well, here's the thing. It came yeah. out literally the day before you know the whole breakup thing happened
0: oh so, okay so let us so lay out that story for us
1: listens like for a while it took it took a while to grow on me, but now it's one of my favorites, yeah, like I think it was probably because I needed it to be kind of divorced from. That really rough period of time, like well, not even that, but I couldn't really enjoy it that much because I couldn't enjoy anything that much.
0: Sure. So it was yeah, I get that.
1: It came out at well, as you'll see, it simultaneously came out at the worst possible time and the best possible time.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You came to me saying you wanted to do all all time what, and it happened to be open, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. So. This song in particular, what's the uh, the, the personal connection there? why did you choose it?
1: It was the song I needed, if that makes any sense. Basically yeah, of course. it just it hit incredibly close to home. And normally that might be like, oh, I can't listen to this because it was just too uncomfortably real. But in this case it was really what I needed to hear. It it really felt like Flans was just commiserating with me over this Really awful event that happened. Mm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Shoot, sorry, I just got calling how to decline it. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's okay.
1: Um. She was manipulative, and basically, what happened was she was pseudo polyamorous. And I say mm. pseudo because I don't think she actually was. And she mm. kind of manipulated me into being into like letting her date a third person
0: Oh wow. and
1: she was like oh but we'll be primary partners and then um she proceeded to spend all her time with this new person and so then days after we had talked about moving in she dumped me Oof. and then proceeded to move in with you know her new so wow. like literally less than a month later
0: Hmm. sorry that's uh yeah that sucks
1: it, it did wow yeah
0: yeah. So that happened the album came out a day day before the the official the breakup exact is it? day before. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, wow. Okay. So uh let's t- well let's talk about the lyrics then cuz t- typically oh, yeah. I like discussing the music first, but if we're talking about uh this being your um breakup anthem let's talk about what, what lyrics in particular uh, of this song really resonated with you in your situation
1: well I mean it's easy not to just say all of them because they <laughs> all do but uh-huh. a specific part that really hit close to me was um the first verse you know I used my outside voice because I had no choice blah 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 that part I don't connect to it quite as much although it is an amazing line Hmm. But, you know, I'm all torn up except my buttercup up and gone left me since she finally had enough. Yeah. It's eerily similar, and she wouldn't explain why she had dumped me, so, like, you know, left me here to ruminate and all she can not admit and all she can't explain. That was just, like, right in the heart, you know?
0: Mm, wow, yeah. Exactly what had just happened. That's, uh, Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then the, the all time what I never thought, I never thought, things break apart, things break apart.
1: Exactly. We yeah. had been basically engaged, so it was a... Oh wow. Well. So I really did never think,
0: you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that that's a big step in kind of locking it in and then that happens. It's like Yeah. What what the fuck? Yeah, we
1: had yeah. gone from actively discussing wedding plans to that, so yes all time what the fuck feed.
0: yeah <laughs> all time what <laughs> the fuck yeah what what do you make of that phrase all time what it's I, kind of a it's an odd, I don't know,
1: it is an odd construction, I always kinda of think of it as uh like what what just happened, yeah, this is <laughs> the most shocking and horrible thing that has ever happened to me, that kind of thing,
0: yeah, so this is the all time greatest what
1: <laughs> yeah the um just the biggest what of my life
0: <laughs> there's a lot of um funny vocabulary in this song
1: yeah i mean and, completely, completely,
0: uh, yeah. completely er <laughs> yeah yeah completely er i love the, the yeah the, the weird voice i feel like the the giants still bust out there they funny voices now and then, not as much as they used to. Like,
1: yeah,
0: you know, on the, I feel like in the duo era, that was like the height of their, um, taking on characters and stuff like that. But I do like that. He kind of, uh, Flansburg morphs into this weird thing in that, in that bridge just to mix it up. <laughs> did
1: you see the debate on the wiki where people were like insisting that Linnell saying that part, even though he very obviously did not.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Like, it was yeah, obviously it, it, Flam's,
0: okay? Yeah, that, I don't know. It, my, it, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm taking a stand on this. <laughs> it does sound kind of like one of the voices that Linnell likes to do. I'm trying to think of
1: a, kind of song, a song
0: example. Linnell. Completely, just like the, oh, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just the really, like, locking into the vowels in those bizarre ways.
1: Yeah, and I think the, uh, kind of sounds right. vaguely
0: Linnell-ish, L- Linnell-ish.
1: Yeah, Linell
0: esque <laughs> 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 Yeah, <they're laughs>
1: but that readiness of
0: Linell's voice. voice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, and some of the other words in there, are like, well, just like throwing in words like, like buttercup is a nice one. Um, and then there's spultified right? But like buttercup and doodlebug are these very cutesy words. Yeah, it's like cutesy,
1: and, kind of happy and comfy.
0: Right. And so it's a breakup song. But in
1: this very sad context.
0: Right. It's a breakup song, but he is still referring uh, to her in these very cute, you know, kind of couple type yeah. terms. Which and, another
1: parallel part.
0: <laughs> right. And well, the, the doodle bug part, like I'm, I'm looking at the wiki now and it has a thing in the info about how a doodle bug might refer to a Volkswagen beetle, and it's I never thought of it that before. I just thought of it as as he is the doodle bug. She pulled out the rug from her doodle bug like she's oh, the I buttercup, and he's the doodle bug, and she pulled out the rug from under him.
1: oh, that makes and a lot more sense than whatever I was expecting. But I really like that. And i had never thought of that particular interpretation
0: of the lyrics. Keep- immediately after that, it does say rolling, rolling down the highway. And maybe that's why people think of it as a vehicle thing. But I think she's just like, you know, she's like, I'm dumping you. Pull out the rug from her bug. And then yeah. she's driving away. I don't think those two words are related. You know, he's the doodlebug, but then she's driving away.
1: Or it could not be, a worry. Be a play on the fact yeah. the doodlebug is this type of car, but like not necessarily referring to a car in that specific line. Yeah, Colin I've,
0: I've never, work. I've never heard, I've never heard a Volkswagen Beetle called a doodlebug. Bug, yes, doodlebug. Yeah, not I, once I, in I my life. <laughs> I had a girlfriend in high school that was obsessed with Volkswagen Beetles. Um, never once heard her call him a doodle bug. <laughs> He's the doodle bug, she's the buttercup. Pulled out the rug, and here's a flashcard where someone's written stultify a f- a flash flashcard is I don't know if that if is that is that referencing i, f- I feel like that's almost like Flan's referencing him trying to use all these words in the song. Almost like someone studying vocabulary words. And he's he's making poking fun at himself. He's like, "Yeah, hey, I,
1: like I, I use
0: this word, and then you fans might need to look it up. <laughs> it's, 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 use your flashcards." <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: love when he does that. Though I love when the Johns use obscure words and increase my vocabulary.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good ones, and just ones that aren't necessarily like hard to define or unknown, but just ones that are interesting. Stumble about wrapped in a shroud. Yeah, Partly submerged, playing a dirge. Like
1: Which is kind of, fun. To me, it seems words. like an almost... Almost a dissociated depression kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, especially and the, a the dirge, obviously, you know, funeral song. Right. Funeral mm-hmm. for a relationship.
0: Yeah. And then stumble about wrapped in a shroud, like not wanting to leave the house so just in a blanket all day.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: Or a robe. Yeah. <laughs> with the
1: additional meaning of, you know, burial shrouds.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think it could be both. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Johns are known for is, uh, these lyrics aren't just one thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was looking at, okay. So there's, there are three interpretations here was, um, I hadn't looked at them yet. But yeah, I think uh, I think the the first one definitely seems to, you know, coalesce with what we've been saying about how it's literally about a relationship. But then there's these certain lines and words that have a, a deeper meaning. It's not like the f- song's a full on metaphor. I mean, it's about a breakup, obviously. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Let's see what else we got here.
1: The interpretations page on the wiki is a lot just in general All
0: the it, it's fun it's fun to look at I always make sure that I have my own opinions formed though before I go into an episode Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> and totally.
0: I, I don't want to hit that and be be swayed by it. I mean I I'm not saying I couldn't be swayed by a good argument on there but oh, I want to yeah. have my own thoughts formed about it first I, most I say it
1: because I've <clears throat> seen some very questionable organics, but I've also seen some really good ones it, it's kind of a craft mm-hmm.
0: boot. oh yeah And then, I mean, that's the the nature of a wiki and, you know, being able to submit stuff, but...
1: That's
0: the nature of the internet. At least it's not as much of a free-for-all as, like, YouTube comments or something like that.
1: Oh, my God. You know,
0: there's a little more semblance of order here. You know, there are editors on the wiki. I'd imagine if someone submitted something that was, like, full of hate speech, that it would get taken down, you know?
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Right. Uh, So, uh, let's talk about... um, the musical arrangement of this song. So you, you primarily picked it uh, for its lyrical content, but what about the the arrangement, the instrumentation, the melodies? Um,
1: well, I don't. What know a What lot do you like
0: of, about this song?
1: I don't know a lot of specific music terminology. I'll admit
0: that's okay.
1: But I I also really love it musically, like. It took actually a little bit to grow on me because, you know, it was released before the album and by the time the album came out, I loved it. But at first I was like, it's good, but I don't know what I think about it yet. But okay, but it grew on me. Yeah, I guess we didn't fast. mention
0: that yet. I guess we didn't mention that yet, that it was the very first song in the Dial-A-Song Cycle
1: 2018.
0: Yep. Um, what was it January 3rd? I want to say. I don't know, whatever that first... Wednesday was
1: January something.
0: Ja- <laughs> it was January 3rd, 2018. Yeah. You were you're like, "Oh, it's good, but you know, it took it took a little time for it to fully get its hooks in you." Yep.
1: Just it took, you know, a few more listens and eventually I was like, "Wait, this actually it it's just fucking slaps."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you kids, you kids and your slaps and my my favorite is people that say this song fucks. Cause, that is like,
1: always <laughs> hilarious to me. Because I have sense of humor of a 12-year-old boy.
0: Right? Because fucking is good. <laughs> right? <laughs> or the the one I, I can get down with slaps. But the one I don't really like is it's a bop. Because to me, you know, to to me that just like screams kid stuff. And not like teenager stuff, but like. Little kids to like the, that word is, you know, forever now associated bop. with kids bop for me, right? Literally those two words are connected in a very popular series of uh, compilation kids albums.
1: Unfortunately. Kids versions
0: of songs. Yeah, kids bop. So that's a bop. Oh, so it's a sanitized version <laughs> of the song. No. Bop, no. I I won't use that one.
1: I use um, it sometimes, but it it's a very yeah. specific one for me.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, or to me, it's like it's like a fifties term, like fifties, early sixties, like dance move. You're bopping around.
1: Yeah, that kind of know, thing.
0: That 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 works a little better for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so, more um, where my association lies. Probably because I was always like, you know, the oh, I'm too mature for this kids' bop shit. <laughs> but, um, I mean, realistically, so are infants, but <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, oh, I realized there was one thing we neglected to talk about uh, when we were talking about the lyrics. That, uh, this song, I'm sure you noticed that it it's talked about how Flansburgh did a little bit of recycling of yes. lyrics and- uh, from an unreleased song that they wrote during the 2015. Glean, phone power, why uh, dial a song cycle called the Completely or Blues.
1: I didn't know about that. And in fact, if you go on Tumblr, the, um, the question on TMBGROK okay, asking if Completely or Blues would ever be released. Mm-hmm. I was the one who sent that ask.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah, I am. And, and,
0: on there. <laughs> and Flan said no. <laughs> the song isn't as good as the lyrics i want to hold on to it and write a better song to it is what he said so i'd say he wrote a pretty damn good song but it would be so cool to be able to drop in a, a clip of the completely her blues just to like hear what just i'd love to hear some of these lyrics to a different tune it'd be oh, so same. Um, yeah but oh well
1: i i understand the reasoning though i I feel like if I wrote something that was like, hmm, I love this aspect, so everything else about this sucks in my eyes, that would probably right. not release the original myself.
0: Right. But Look at how much I, this used to suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so to get back to the the musical elements, my my favorite part of the music is the low, low saxophone uh, oh. chords harmonies that that Linnell does um, yes. the berry sax and the bass sax, both of which are gigantic and very very low instruments, and I love them. I <laughs> I've always loved. I've got a berry sax player in my rock band. Uh, I have a guy that plays alto and tenor. Songs. Yes, same here. Trombone is my um. That was my first instrument, and in all the way through college. So I, I love the brass. But something about saxophones, and I think it's it's probably partially because of They Might Be Giants, because, you know, whether I was really paying attention to it then or not, you know, right from the get-go when I was listening to Apollo 18, you know, there's, there's Linnell, you know, listening to Apollo 18 at, at 14, you know, Linnell's honking away on the, the Barry and bass sax, and, you know, I'm watching him in those music videos, and he's playing these huge saxophones. And I'm also super into... Uh, Motown early Motown music, and there's a lot of horns and strings and just full orchestration and that stuff. I think um,
1: it would. I, if you want to know something that probably says a lot about me, my favorite TV album is, in fact, John Henry.
0: Okay. And I mm-hmm.
1: and I also am a big fan of ska music.
0: Booyah!
1: So well, yes,
0: <laughs> yes, I uh, I, I came of age in the ska era
1: the horns
0: on all the time. What makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah. The, the band I was telling you about the tour to California, we were a seven piece. We had a, a trumpet and two trombones. Okay. No, I was not one of the trombones. I was the drummer in that band, but we were pretty much all band geeks.
1: Very nice.
0: Yes. And I met my wife in band. She's French horn and she also plays some trumpet. That's so cool. So I love these low saxophones. And just that in, in between the lyrics there where, we've got it fitting perfectly in between the lines. I never thought, I never thought. <laughs> <laughs> those take so much air. And especially when Linnell was r- really young and really skinny. I'm like, how does this dude have that kind of lung power?
1: How can his lungs fit into his body?
0: <laughs> they take those instruments take a lot of air. Yep. But, but I'd love it. And it's just something that like the, the Barry Sachs player in my band, he's like, I'm having trouble thinking, like, he's like, should I just play, you know, just kind of accent the chord changes? And I'm like, yes, just make it thick. Like, And I'm like, that's exactly what I grew up on is just, like, these, even songs that don't really call attention to the saxophone all that much, there will just be these big, thick saxophones, like, helping out, you know, the bass line, and just it sounded so good to me, and it's just a permanent part of my, what I love in, uh, and they might be giants, and just rock music in general is a good, uh, good horn section. <laughs> yeah, horn
1: sections are—they are just a blessing.
0: And so I think that's that's a good time for us to watch a, a live clip of them with the, I believe it's the Triceratops group. So we've got uh, Kurt Ram, I believe. Um, I'm pretty sure we've got Kurt Ram. I'm not sure if it's the Triceratops, but there is a horn section in this performance. I want to send to you. Awesome. All time what live at Markey Theater in Tempe, Arizona, on February twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. So the album had been out a little over a month. <laughs>
1: because it's always worse. Yeah, so people, uh, on the for joining us for the last couple of songs, we had Mr. Kurt Graham on the trumpet. <laughs>
0: He's here to speak a love that dare not say it's name because it's a trumpet. (laughs) On the drums, that's Mr. Marty Beller on the drums.
1: (laughs) On the bass, that's Mr. Danny Weinkoff on the bass. And lest we forget,
0: he was TV's TV's set Tabitha on Bewitched.
1: Uh (laughs) Mr. Dan Miller on the African-American
0: I use my... on the I Like Fun Tour. They've got Kurt Ram in tow. They introduce him there at the beginning. You've got John Linnell playing the Contra Alto clarinets. He had it along for the title track, so I guess he just decided to replace those sax parts, and I'm imagining he... I saw them in that tour, and I'm pretty sure he did not bust out a saxophone at any point. He just kept rocking the, uh, the... for the low sax parts, replacing them with low clarinet part. So what, what'd you think of that?
1: I rather like, enjoyed trump- it. I'm not sure if I really have a specific preference. I, I think that the live version definitely sounds different than the studio version, but I don't think that's a bad thing.
0: I mean, yeah, that's the only reason I'd want to play it, because if it just was exactly the same, oh, yeah, like, what's, the, what's the point, right? Uh, and the, you know, those low clarinets, they do have that nice reedy honk to them as well, but it is a, a, definitely a different tone. Yeah. The trumpet was cool, though, because the, the studio recording, there's no high horns, you know, so having that high uh, sound to cut through there actually made me notice some of the, the the rhythms going on underneath the vocals, which are a little harder to hear when it's just this super low bass and berry sax. Yeah, I saw them
1: yeah. four times on that tour, <laughs> and I don't think I saw a saxophone
0: <laughs> once. <laughs> four times!
1: I flew wow. across the continent and left the country. Really, to see them in Toronto and then in Buffalo the next day. Holy cow! It was wow. it was the trip of a lifetime. man. so much fun.
0: That's amazing.
1: And I got to meet up with like, some longtime internet friends in person. They know who oh, they yeah? are, and I hope they yeah. are all listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, any uh, that we'd know from the, the the circles that we run in on uh, the uh, the fan groups or any uh, anyone who uh, we know that interacts with the pod here on Twitter or anything.
1: Not sure about the podcast, but, um, you might know Amber Cheney and you might know Justin Lake. I met up with both of them.
0: Those names sound familiar, but yeah, I don't think I've really interacted with them much, but yes, hopefully yeah. you but, being on here, will get them into the pod.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: To the, uh, join the party, y'all. Hell
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Okay. So, uh, Let's see. Was there anything else? So in the credits, so we got Flansburg um, doing his own harmonies, which is the typical style of the Johns harmonizing themselves on their tunes. And you got the normal lineup. You got both uh, Dan and John on the electric, Marty on drums, Danny on bass, the super low saxophones. So I think this song kind of fits into, um, I was just re-listening to the episode on uh, See the Constellation. And I was uh, listening to that episode, and I made a, a, a point that that song is where Flansburg discovered his powers for writing the Power Pop song, which became a big moneymaker for him with songs like Boss of Me and all these theme songs and stuff like that, where Flansburg is just like, I can kick out just a really good rocker like that, super catchy, super rockin'. And it's like his wheelhouse now, and he still likes to get super weird. Thankfully, oh yeah! But like, I feel like I feel like on the first uh, couple albums, he was like known, especially on the Pink album, as really, really handling a lot of the most bizarre songs on the Pink album. We were oh, the Flansburg yeah. songs, the that artsy style. stuff. Was, right.
1: I actually have <laughs> exactly <story> there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. Yeah, on that, a was date that was a fun day.
0: episode. Oh yeah. And with a rabid person?
1: No, no. <laughs> but I, I told her, yeah, you, you want to, you don't want to start with like rabid child. But she misread, don't her don't as do, and I had to talk to her out of looking up that specific one <laughs> because the music taste was very mainstream, and yeah. that's not when you drop on someone out of the blue. I don't think. No, <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's for for fans. Fans only, not beginners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, my, uh, my, my hypothesis was that, uh, when he wrote See the Constellation, they buried it kind of late in the track list, kind of like, oh, this is not, you know, not maybe a song. You maybe wouldn't introduce, uh, people to They Might Be Giants through See the Constellation either. Because even though it's an amazing song, it's one of my favorites, it doesn't really encapsulate like the weirder elements or the, what a lot of outsiders would call the quirky elements, just like a good rock song. Very interesting lyrics and still very interesting in a lot of other ways, but it's like that fist pumper rock song. And then Flansburg was like, you know what? I'm really good at writing this kind of song and we can still do the weird stuff, but let's write some power pop songs. And I think all time, what kind of fits into that? you know, you got yeah. like, all right, all right, Marty, just hit, just ride that crash symbol in the course, you know, really hammer it home. You know, beef up that low end with some extra saxophone. Both John, both Flans and Dan on electric guitar. You know, no acoustic guitar. Let's just, you know, rock the fuck out. This is like Flansburg's specialty right now.
1: Yeah, one thing that I forgot to mention is one of my favorite musical parts of the song is, you know how, like, the music kind of kicks in around the second syllable of the word constructed? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like the bar that I was racing was constructed out of noise. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: That's kind of the best way I can get it across without having instruments. Yeah. <laughs> <on me. laughs>
0: yeah. I think the yeah the way they get that effect a big part of it is that they got palm muting on the guitars, which palm muting is something that I feel like the Giants don't use a ton of. It's a big trick in like pop punk and metal stuff to do that. You know, get your Palm on there to mute the strings, you get that chugga chugga sound. So, because when they Ooh. kick in, I use my dun, 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 dun. this is these little staccato ah, yeah. palm mute parts, and then the barn that I was raising was good, and then they just open up on and just full strum. That's that's a big part of
1: it. I've never heard of that technique.
0: Yeah, you you rest your. I mean, ukulele wouldn't be, you know, as a ukulele player, it's not a technique used a ton by ukulele players unless you plugged it in and got it. If you plugged it in and got it really loud, it might be able to work, but you're essentially half muting by putting your side of your palm on the bridge with just a little, getting a little bit of skin under the strings. So you're kind of stuck there on the bridge and you, you can pick like that, but your skin is touching, your palm is touching the strings so it mutes them, so you still get the note, but you don't get the sustain.
1: That makes sense. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, and and if you watch that live video again, you'll see Flansburg and Dan Miller both have their, you know, they're not until they get to construct it out of noise and they open up with a bigger strum.
1: I'll have to watch for that next time. I didn't really think in terms of watching what they were doing with the guitars, but yeah, I'll I'll watch for that next time.
0: Yeah, again, it's something that, like, you know, I grew up on, you know, pop-punk music, and that's that's a lot like, uh, you know, like, if you think of, um, hell, like, Basket Case by Green Day, like, awesome. Do you have the time? Da-da-da, yeah. da-da-da. Like, he's he's very quickly opening up the strings and palm muting, opening up on him again. Oh, so that's yeah, just totally. a more hyperactive version of that kind of uh, technique. Or Metal guys going, like they're muting it just a little bit, just to uh, not have it ring out. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Good stuff. Let's get to the covers. What do you say? They were pretty good. Let me tell the story behind this first one, though, because when I went looking a couple days ago, um, I mean, YouTube's usually the first stop because a lot of people like to video themselves, you know, playing it, playing songs. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. And oh. uh, My next stop is usually Bandcamp because I'm looking for, because th- that's a good place to find good studio recordings. Bandcamp, the way Bandcamp is, is like you can only upload, it doesn't necessarily have to be a good sounding recording, but you have to upload lossless files. Like you can't just upload bullshit. Like it won't let you upload an MP3. It has to be a WAV file or a FLAC file or something of lossless CD quality. Very um, interesting. And so so I usually go to Bandcamp next. Nothing. So then I hit up SoundCloud. You know, third, 3rd I'm like, I'm not going to strike out here. But I found one from the user Takahiro24. And it's titled, All Time What? Parentheses cover. Only first verse and refrain. And there's a description here. It says, I'm trying to cover this song without bass or contra alto clarinet <laughs> because I don't <laughs> own one of those. <laughs> But fortunately, an accordion is a wonderful polyvalent instrument, which I've never even heard that term before. But
1: never I.
0: It credits to John Flansburgh for one of the best songs in 2018.
1: I, do that too. I used my outside
0: voice because I had no choice. The band that I was wasting was constructed out of noise. and now I'm torn up because
1: I up and gone and left me, said she finally had enough Let Me here to write On all she can at and all she can
0: at
1: all, all time, time what? I, what I, never I never thought, I never thought All time what? Things break apart, things break
0: I do think if you're going to play a song that where you're going to replace saxophones, the accordion is the perfect instrument to do it because accordions have reeds inside and it's not considered a reed instrument, but you get that reedy quality of a saxophone uh, when you've got your bellows and your reeds uh, set up the right way.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Then I discovered the real name of the user Because I said, I tweeted out, I said, why are people not covering these awesome newer songs? Recording the all-time what episode tomorrow and can only find one cover. It's an accordion cover and is awesome. But if anyone here wants to knock one out by tomorrow evening, I'll play it. Guitar, piano, whatever. And then someone who has interacted with me on here before uh, responded. And so even though the the SoundCloud user is Takahiro24, we've got well, the name is Noah DL, Hmm. said, oh, do you mean my short accordion cover that I posted on SoundCloud? I'm like, that's you? I'm like, yeah, I think so. The one with just the verse and chorus. Oh, my God. And, And he said, I think I was planning to do a full version one day and finally got Grandpa's accordion fixed and tuned now. Just no time for it recently. I'm happy to be a part of your podcast for the first time. Loved the song since I actually first heard it on the telephone. So I think he had actually called the old school dial-a-song uh, and heard it there first instead of on YouTube, maybe. Wow. And so Noah Daniel uh, is what he goes by. And Noah is in uh, Münster, Germany.
1: Oh, very interesting.
0: And you can hear the accent, and I love it. It's just yeah, I love so it too. endearing. And I love just knowing that they are Giants fans all over the world. Yeah, and maybe I maybe I should ask him to be on an episode because I've had people from England, Poland, oh, totally. and based in the U- Ukraine, but I have not had any Germans on. Yeah, that would
1: be awesome. I, I couldn't quite yeah. place an accent at first, so it's
0: cool knowing where he is from. Yeah, and I love this. It's just kind of like, okay, here's a brand new song that I like. I'm gonna just learn it and give it a try, and it's just first verse and refrain. And that's I. T- I told him I'm like that's usually just how much I play in a clip anyway, so it's perfect. Yeah. And it's just got this cool like rawness to it. You know, you could tell like he, he didn't like worry over it and go over and and over it, and was just like, "Here's what I got so far," and I I I love it. It's got a cool, just uh, real feeling to it. You know, it's not polished. It's uh, I, I like it a lot. Plus, as an accordionist, I'm. Uh, it's very a nice. For it, yeah, and like, surprisingly, for a band that identifies so strongly with the accordion, I don't find a whole lot of accordion covers that's
1: for really any strange, songs. You know, yeah, you would think yeah. they'd be everywhere.
0: <laughs> I know, yeah, and and Carrie Hearn, who's been on, uh, she was on the Miss Bluebeard episode. Oh yeah, and then yeah. on the then on the strings exclusive, um, we were talking about. Um, Oh no, she posted in Miss Miss T or they might be shit posting. I don't know, Miss T. I think uh, a poll about who owns accordions. Oh,
1: I saw that.
0: Yeah, and, and it's like did, it, and
1: yet we have no accordion covers. What's up with that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean e- even songs like when I do songs that strongly feature the accordion, you'll you'll s- just find a lot of guitar and piano covers, and that's fine. Yeah. But, like these these accordionists. I don't know. Maybe it's that we're a uh, uh, Maybe we tend to be a shy, nerdy bunch, and we don't you know, get on YouTube and just rock the accordion. I don't know. <laughs> thanks so, much. So, so, thanks again, Noah, for uh, giving us an accordion cover and what was the only existing cover of that. But then my my call out uh, tweet there. Why isn't anyone covering these songs? We've got the the the, the Twitter user Bays Bays Blackwood is the twitter name said and it was it was like a few hours later (laughs) fair enough here you go (laughs) he recorded a cover and it's on soundcloud um under baze blackwood b-a-z-e blackwood all-time what team bg cover and it's only got three plays on it right now so everyone get on that and i'm gonna play a clip of it i'm gonna play a clip of it right here
1: I use my outside voice because I have no choice The barn I was raised in was constructed out of noise And now I'm all torn up because my buttercup Up and gone and left me said she finally had enough She left me
0: Yeah, so what do you think about this one?
1: I think this one is a little more my style. The other yeah. one is absolutely good. Don't get me wrong. But this one is a little bit more pleasing to my ears specifically, if that makes sense.
0: So what what about it is your I mean,
1: jam? I'm honestly not sure how to put it. I would have to listen to it a few more times, I think, to be able to form more cogent thoughts there.
0: I mean, do you like the more kind of electronic digital elements of it, the the synth and yeah. the drum machine and yeah, like kind the of the gl- glitchiness of it?
1: Yeah, the synths were nice. I, I kind of like electronic-type stuff a lot of the time. Okay, yeah. Obviously Mm -hmm. not universally, and obviously that's not all I listen to.
0: (laughs) Right, right. I love that, though, about They Might Be Giants is that with a lot of bands, if someone's like, this is my favorite band, you could probably guess the other bands that they like. Yeah. Whereas They Might Be Giants, it's like, it could go any direction. They Might Be Giants,
1: who the hell knows? I I always joke that they, They Might Be Giants' genre is They Might Be Giants. Yeah,
0: (laughs) right? They're not stuck in any one place. And you could say some songs sound like certain things. Yeah. I I, I think a song like this is almost like harnessing a little bit of Elvis Costello, whereas "Rabbit Child is not harnessing Elvis Costello. (laughs) It
1: absolutely
0: is not. Yeah, yeah. So the cover, this Bay's Blackwood, I want to know if that's his real name because that would be a pretty – Badass name.
1: Oh, totally. Baze.
0: Baze. Well, let's see. Uh, He's in Boston. According to a Twitter profile here. Twitter profiles never give you too much information. Producer slash engineer slash artist. And a link to newest release. And I didn't get a chance to listen to any of his original music. But this cover is pretty awesome and unique. And I love that both of these covers are really taking their own spin on it. I love a good guitar cover, but that's what I usually find is like a guy or or a gal, you know, someone with an acoustic guitar, you know, and that's cool. I like to learn songs on guitar too, but to get one that's an accordion cover and one that is a slowed down, glitchy drum machine synth. And there's, there's guitar in this too. That's kind of like a new wavy style guitar. Yeah. It's, uh, really putting his own spin on it. He even, he even takes some liberties with the melody, um, and rhythms, which I like because I feel like a note for note cover is, you know, can be impressive. Yeah. I find it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. When someone kind of fits it to their own voice or puts their own little twist on it. So nice job there. Baze and, uh. Keep them coming, because if if you're finding giant songs that you like, and you're not finding any co- other covers, make one, and it'll probably end up on the episode about it.
1: So. Hell yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> right, so, yeah. Don't don't be duking it out for, uh, you know, they'll need a crane or something. You know, give me some of these deep cuts or the newer newer choice cuts. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. We want right. covers. Yes. Keep them coming. Uh, let's both score this song. What say you? What are you going to score all time what? This one has a personal and musical connection for you. Uh, 1 to 10 with decimals. What are you going to give it?
1: Well, I know we are probably not allowed to go up to 11. If we are, then 11. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so put you down for a 10? <laughs> yeah. In, in
1: all seriousness, 10 so, out of yes. 10 it is. Probably
0: my favorite song 2018. <laughs>
1: Very nice. Period. Yeah,
0: this was actually the first song that really hooked me off of this album. I remember um, my wife only had a CD player in her car for a while. So when we got a new album, like when we got this, it would just, you know, she would just play it. It would start over. It would start over. It would start over. And so she was like getting to know this album even quicker than I was. I had more access to stuff in my car, I guess, when I was driving. <laughs> and and she's like man there's a lot of weird ones on this it's, it, and i'm not really sure what the single is or whatever <laughs> and i'm like the first thing that came to mind for me was like all time what that's that's the uh, that's the single and uh it that was even i think yeah that was i mean that was that was it for me and i don't think at this point i'd say it's my favorite song on all on i like fun um but being that it was the first one that hooked me it you know it r- kind of retains that special place for me on the album and I think, let's see, if I look at other, looking at my spreadsheet here, I keep tracking my scores. And oh, the cool. other, the, yeah, I got it. The other I Like Fun songs, let's see.
1: You'll have to link me I to know. that spreadsheet. I love spreadsheets.
0: Yeah. It's very things. disorganized at this point. Yeah. I
1: have a spreadsheet um, ranking all of the episodes of my favorite show by season.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, so let's see. I gave Miss Bluebeard an eight. I gave the title track a seven. I gave by the time you get this a seven point two and I left my body. I gave a seven, okay, so the highest so far I've done on this album is Miss Bluebeard and an eight. I think if I'm not missing yeah
1: oh this 2 is is Bluebeard very precise.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I gotta do decimals, or else I just have like eight 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 nine oh, nine 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 yeah. seven 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 seven.
1: Oh, um I get
0: you. I feel like Miss Bluebeard has maybe eclipsed this one just a little bit in terms of my overall rankings within the album. I'm gonna go seven point nine for all time. What?
1: I disagree, but um <laughs> I mean your opinion is valid too, I guess.
0: <laughs> They're all stacking up against Dr. Worm, so I mean I'd say anything around an eight is doing pretty well.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and on the wiki I was looking at you know, it's always funny to see the uh the song rankings, which it's depending on how low. many people depending on how many people have actually voted. So seventy three people have voted for I Like Fun and it's currently at three eleven. I but like Sparker or
1: all time what?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. All Time What is at, no, ranked at 311 out of 910. So that's an average of 8.49. We tend to rank the songs we like, I think. So yeah. to be at 311 and still be at 8.5, that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just it deserves to be higher on the list, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> eh.
0: Yeah, they have so many songs, though. So many. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. it's It's a great one, and... I think we can agree on that. I just need to be more conservative with my scores. Oh,
1: yeah, that's completely understandable. You have context.
0: I got to score them all. Is there anything you would like to plug? Is there a place people can go and find your artworks on the intranets?
1: Well, I have both an art Tumblr and an art Instagram well not just start on Instagram, I also post selfies. Um I haven't updated <laughs> either very often in a while, but they are both under the username Duende defined. Um, you know, like in three might be Duende.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um I also recently started a DeviantArt under the name A C Jane. All one word, A-C-E-Y-J-A-N-E. And if you want to cool, read my fan cool. fiction, my archive of our own account is A-C-N, A-C-E-Y-E-N-N. And that's N and as if in peop- Nickel. If,
0: <laughs> and if people want to commission you for artwork when they see what they like, how how should they get at you?
1: Um Best way to get at me is probably to message me on Facebook. I am A-C-Jane Nickel on Facebook, N-I-K-K-E-L. Mm-hmm hmm So just shoot me a message on there. That is probably the fastest way to get a hold of me.
0: Thanks so much for being on AC. This was fun. I'm glad to be just meeting so many people through this podcast and you know seeing you around. Again, you got that you got that style. You're very noticeable when you'd post stuff on Miss T or wherever. <laughs> I'd be like, That chick looks cool. I think I I gotta talk to her. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> This, uh, and, and of course it was super awesome. And you picked a great song.
1: Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Yeah.
0: You came at me with a compelling, compelling reason to be a guest. And I was like, let's do it. Thank you. So, um, yeah. So let's, uh, we'll, we'll call that a day. I'm going to do my little credits here. People can find the podcast. I do have an official website that's really just through the Tumblr, but I do have the, um, so I am on Tumblr if you want to follow me there, but if you go to thismightbeapodcast.com and to lock down that URL, and I need to update that more too. I'm I'm guilty of that. Uh, you can also find me Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast, Twitter at this might be a pod, email me, this might be a pod at gmail. Leave me a voicemail, please, at 224 801 2930 and you can hit up the patreon. if you want to get some merch, we actually I'm not sure if they'll be ready by the time this episode drops in uh, mid-January. But we're gonna be making t-shirts.. Woo! And Abby Bash is going to be designing those. We are currently workshopping ideas and they're gonna be for patreons who pledge at least a total of twenty dollars, whether it's pledging twenty dollars right off the bat or pledging5 dollars for four months or pledging $2 for 10 months. If you get up to a total of 20 bucks, I will mail you a t-shirt. So yeah. So get on that Patreon, patreon.com slash. This might be a podcast. We also have a brand new state songs exclusive with Adam and his package. Adam Gorin about tracks four five and six that I mentioned before. And I think that'll do it. So till next time, peace out y'all. Peace out, y'all. Defeat, defeat,
1: defeat, All time